Hi everyone, this is Jen. Welcome back to another episode of Exmo Together. Okay, so in this video I want to talk to you a little bit about gambling. Alright, now, usually this goes one of two ways, especially for newly minted Expos. I can't gamble, I'll lose everything, my house, my car, my spouse, my life, or yeah, boys, pack up the vehicle. We go into the casinos. Okay. Either way is fine, except I do want to say this. If you've watched any of my videos, you know by now that I'm not the type to be like, yes, now you're an ex-Mormon. Go do everything that you couldn't do before. This is kind of a sticky issue because people do get addicted to gambling. Okay, but most people don't. Most people don't. So I really want you to hear that right now. So this is what this is what we're going to do. I want you to kind of look at your behavior. This is your litmus test. When the McDonald's thing comes around every year where you can go and get the Monopoly pieces, right? Or with those little claw grabby machines in the grocery stores, okay? If you've ever done either of those things, you'll have a fairly good indicator of whether or not you are prone to addiction to gambling, okay? Now, neither of those things are technically gambling, but it's kind of the same thing, right? Put in another coin, maybe you'll have another chance to get that stuffed animal, okay? This is not a for sure way to tell whether you're going to become addicted to gambling or not, but if you have a really hard time walking away from that, then you're gonna have a hard time walking away from a slot machine, probably. Okay, that doesn't mean you can't gamble. All right, but if every time the Monopoly thing rolls around, you're like, oh boy, I've been waiting all year for this, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this, and it becomes something that disrupts your life, in a significant way, or you find yourself overspending or making excuses to buy more so that you can have another chance at winning the prize, then you might want to watch out for the predisposition to becoming addicted to gambling. Okay? You, you might be predisposed is what I'm saying. So couple ways that you can handle this and this is the advice that I also recommend to the people who are like yeah boys casino time there's always something good to be said about setting a cash limit for yourself when you go into a casino now if you are predisposed to addiction and you find yourself making excuses your cash limit won't matter so in that case I recommend grabbing a friend who can help you monitor the behavior. All right. If you're truly, truly predisposed to being addicted to gambling, you may have gambled while you were a TBM or I mean, it may already be a thing for you. So, okay. That aside, there's your public service announcement sort of caveat thing. I would take someone with me if I felt like I was predisposed to becoming addicted to gambling. Thank goodness I'm not. I can take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter to me. But I do know that some people have completely wrecked their lives with gambling. So if taking a friend doesn't work and you still find yourself trying to overspend, and, and I would be very clear with this person. Be like, hey, 
I need for you to tell me when I've spent this limit of cash, maybe you set yourself at 150 bucks. I usually do 20 because I'm cheap, guys. Oh my God, I have $20. Let's see what I can do here. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't do slot machines. I never have, actually. That's not a moral judgment. I've just never bothered to stop and do it. I like scratcher tickets, and I buy them whenever I'm in a state that allows that. I go to the gas station, and I'm like, okay, it's time now. I like them. I think they're fun. Okay, some people like lotto tickets. Um, never done that either. It, because... And again, not a moral judgment. Some people really enjoy that form of gambling. Not my thing. I've played poker. That's okay. I've played blackjack. Eh. You know. I don't like the casino vibe because I'm really sensitive to the smell of cigarettes. So I get really, you know, but they do have areas where you can go if you are not, or if you are sensitive to cigarettes, they have smoke-free areas, but I still find that it kind of smells like that. Not that I'm like, ew, cigarettes, but I can't, like, I start watering and then I'm like <laughs> so that doesn't that's not fun for me so I don't do it but to some people the casino is life right not not in an addictive way but it's fun for them right there are whole buses that go out to Wendover jump on a bus go out to Wendover you know but be be sane about it be safe about it and make sure that you are using common sense Okay, so a little bit of a lowdown on how gambling works. Let's start with those scratcher tickets because they're my favorite. They have these little machines in states that are not Utah. <laughs> okay, they have these little machines that you can, well, they're not little, they're big, they're huge. They look like a red box machine kind of thing. Okay, they're usually at the front of the store so that the store workers can monitor the behavior around the machines. They don't want people like cracking in there and stealing the the tickets. So what happens is you would buy, you would go up to the machine and they have all these big buttons all over them and you insert your cash. Some of them take credit cards, which that's a whole other story. That's a great way to really just like rope someone into their gambling addiction. Here, now, now we take credit cards. I feel the same way about churches taking credit cards for tithing. Debit card, whatever, but credit cards? You're going to encourage people to get into debt to pay your money? Never mind. Sorry, different subject. Okay, so you would put your cash in. You would decide which uh, scratcher ticket you want. There's no right or wrong here. It's just a decision. You're going to base it off of what tier you want to go on. So there are really expensive ones. Well, they're not really expensive, but like $20, okay, all the way down to like a buck. Pick whatever you want. If you put in a 20 into the machine, you can pick 20 of those little cards and it'll let you input, most machines are digital now, they'll let you input the number of that particular card you want and then you push the button and they come out at the bottom. They print out um, kind of like those, you know those tickets that you pull, okay, I'm number five, right? They, they sort of like print out and then you pull them out. They come out in the little slot at the bottom like a soda machine, usually. Sometimes they print out the side. Okay, so it just depends on the machine, right? And if it makes you really comfortable, you can research before you go in. Look at the machine the next time you go in the store and kind of be like, okay, all right. Then you go home, you research how it works. I don't know if there are YouTube videos on how it works. Maybe next time I go out of state, I'll make one for you. <laughs> this is not an excuse for me to buy scratcher tickets. <laughs> okay, so this is how it works. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't need an excuse to buy them. 
I just buy them because I like them, right? And you don't either. That's something we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. So once you have your scratcher ticket, you grab a penny or a dime or a quarter. People use quarters. That's a good one. I use pennies. I don't know why. I just do. And I mean, I have used other things, but you, so you can even use anything metal, anything that would scratch off the top layer without scratching the underneath. You don't want to really put a lot of pressure on the card because it's just paper underneath, paper and ink. You can pull the number off and then, then that's, you know, you don't get to see what you won. You can still claim your prize though, because there's a barcode on the back usually. And so I, t I usually take them and go out to my car or whatever and scratch them off. Okay. So you scratch the top layer of like the metal-y stuff off. It's just like those scratch and sniff things, except in this case, the, the metal layer is going to come off. It's like those codes on your new credit card or something like that. When you scratch those off, you'll see the numbers underneath. Okay. Then you look, there should be a little key. This is like, this is like elementary school guys. When we're looking at a map, there's a key, right? There's a key on the side of most of these little cards and it will tell you what you need to do to win a prize. So if you get three lemons in a row, you win a prize. Or if you get three dollar signs in a row, you win this prize. Okay. If you have those on your card, but they're not in the right order, that also won't count. Okay. So if you have a lemon up here and a lemon at the bottom right hand corner, that doesn't matter. Even if you have three lemons, but they're not in a row. Okay. And it'll tell you whether it can be diagonal or if just horizontal or just vertical. All right. I want to prepare you that most of the time you won't win more than the price of the card. So usually I'll set my limit at 20 bucks. And if I have, I'll usually start with like 10 of them and see, because if I'm not having a good streak, I usually just save my other $10 bill, <laughs> right? Sometimes, anyway, so like I said, guys, I'm cheap, <laughs> okay? The most I've ever won from a scratcher is $10, right? But anyway, so I'll set my limit and I'll go and I'll get them and then I will bring the scratchers out, scratch them off. Usually I'll win about five bucks back from the 10. Sometimes I win 10 bucks back from the 10 but it's in dollar increments or $2 increments. Some cards are not winners. Most cards are not winners. This is how I taught my daughter about gambling. And she doesn't seem to have an issue with even wanting to gamble. She can't now because she's underage, but she doesn't even really seem to care. Because I showed her, I, we went and we took, I think it was $20. We bought $21 cards. Or maybe I did 10 $1 and five $2, I don't remember, honestly. We scratched them all and we won like, three or four dollars and she was like really that's it and I'm like yeah sometimes people quote unquote win big but it's very rarely the 30,000 or the 50,000 very rarely because they go bankrupt that way all right okay so once you've scratched your ticket or tickets you take it back into the store and you go to customer service or you can go somewhere else you don't have to redeem it at the same store you bought it at you can take it to any gas station, almost any gas station. I don't, I've never had anyone refuse me. Okay. Because what happens is they get paid by the state. So they'll pay you cash right then and there. If you hand them a winning card, they'll give you the two bucks. Now, obviously if you won $30,000, the gas station's not going to give that to you. You're going to have to like go downtown or I don't, I don't know how to redeem that, but you definitely wouldn't do that at the gas station. Okay. So if you won five or $10, a dollar, whatever you take it back in, and 
they will scan the barcode on the back. This is to make sure there's no fraud. This is just to make sure that they give you the right prize. Okay, and then they'll hand you the cash right away. Now, something that I like to do is put it back in the machine. I set aside 10 or $20 to play with that day so I can put it right back into the machine. Okay, sometimes I come out, come out ahead by about five or $10 and sometimes I lose all of it at the end. And then I'm like, dang, I should have stopped while I was two bucks ahead, you know, right? So, but you have to kind of calculate this out because if you spend five and you win two, you're not two bucks ahead. People think that they're like, I won two bucks. Nah, bro, you're $3 down because you didn't recover the $3 from the five you spent. So if you spend $5 and you win $2, you are $3 in the hole. You're not $2 ahead. Okay, now if you spend five and you win seven, now you're $2 ahead. Okay, if you spend five and you win 10, you doubled your money. Good job. Now go put that 10 back in the machine and find out that you're probably gonna walk out with nothing. All right, that's the nature of the beast with gambling, with all gambling, not just scratch your tickets. Okay, the casinos, the lottery, they're not there to make you win. They don't want you to win large amounts of money. They want you to win small amounts of money so you come back like Pavlov's dog, like, oh, I hear bells. Okay, I'm salivating now, right? We wanna try again and again and again because that guy just won 200 bucks. I can win 200 bucks, okay? I don't wanna say it's rigged. It's not necessarily rigged like a carnival game, game might be rigged. Those are, some of those are seriously rigged. That's another good indicator. If you're at Lagoon or you're at some theme park, you're at a carnival, whatever, can you walk away from those? From the games where you um, are throwing rings around a duck in a moving pond or something like that, can you walk away from that? Or do you overspend? Do you make excuses like, I just know I can do it this time. I know I can. Those are rigged just like casino games, okay? Although casinos are a little less rigged, I think, because you do get some return most of the time, but usually not enough to make up for the loss. It's like, okay, you spent five, you win two, you're still not ahead. You spend five, you win seven, that's a slow climb. By the time you're done, maybe you win $15 total for the whole day of gambling. What else could you have been doing with your time to earn more money, <laughs> right? That's not a moral judgment. I don't care if you have fun, you go do it. But in my mind, I guess I, I really, I'm kind of frugal or cheap or whatever, I don't know, but I'm like, why don't you just go get a second job? <laughs> you could get, I could get a second job instead of making these videos that no one's ever gonna watch. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's the scratch your ticket process. Okay, um, now I totally forgot what I said I was gonna talk about in a minute. We might not get to it. Hit me up in the comments if you really wanna know whatever I said. I'm like, we'll talk about that later. Sorry, <laughs> I just woke up, so yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about casinos and lottery. Okay, so the process here can vary. Casinos can be really beautiful places. They sometimes have music. Um, they have really good food and it's usually really cheap. Really cheap. What they wanna do is draw you in with a $5 full steak dinner and then you're gonna stay and gamble, which is where they make their real money. 
okay? The $5 steak dinner is nothing to them. They don't care. They get discounts on the food and it's, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, don't go to a casino thinking, oh yeah, this is a great deal on the food. Gambling, no big deal. That's not a big problem, right? You're going to spend more than you think, even with that $5 steak dinner, okay? I've been in a lot of casinos. I've seen a lot of people gamble in casinos. Again, I've never done a slot machine. All the times I've been in there, and I have been overage, I've been able to gamble. I just didn't want to. Maybe that's something I need to knock off my Exmo bucket list. For me, that doesn't have to be on your Exmo bucket list, okay? And that's one thing I wanna point out here too. Just like in all my other quote unquote forbidden things videos, you don't have to gamble to be an ex-Mormon. You don't get Exmo points for gambling particularly if you think you might be prone to addiction. Okay, look around your life. Are there other substances you're addicted to? Do you have problems letting go of those carnival games? I mean, judge it for yourself. Don't do anything dumb. People lose their homes and their livelihood over gambling. This is not a Mormon thing. This is not a religious thing. This is a social issue, okay? Thankfully, not that many people, but there are some people who can't let it go. If you're one of those, don't wreck your life just to try something. Don't. So, but say you want to go to a casino, you go to Wendover, you go to Vegas, you go anywhere, right? Say you just want to pull a slot machine, okay? Um, you, there are gas stations outside of the odd state of Utah. A lot of gas stations have slot machines in them, especially in Nevada. Drive through Nevada. It's a whole new world a whole new world, right? You're driving through Nevada, you stop at the gas station, you walk in, there's a whole little section that has slot machines in it. And you're like, okay, that's new. Especially if you've never been out of Utah before. Some people haven't, okay? Some people have never really traveled. That's okay. You can try it, all right? So you go into the casino and from here it works in different ways depending on the casino. All right, you may need to buy um, chips. They do chips um, at certain places. You can buy them up at the front, okay? That's what you'll be putting in the machine instead of quarters. At some places, they'll give you a bucket of quarters. That's, that's what I've seen the most is a bucket of quarters. So you take like your $20 bill, you trade it in at, at a vending machine or up at the front. They give you a bucket of quarters. You, you go to one of the open slot machines, and as far as I know, there's no protocol here. Like, you don't have to choose a certain machine. I've never seen anybody do that. You pick the one you want, as long as it's open, and you go and sit down. There's a little slot on the side, hence slot machine, I think. I don't know why they call it that. You put the quarters in, one at a time, or however many it says, and then you pull the lever. Now they have it to where you just push a button in some of them. You just push the button and it rolls the things and it gives you a chance of hitting a certain combination which will give you money back, okay? I'm sure you've seen on TV where someone pulls the lever or hits the button and all of a sudden they're drowning in quarters. I don't think that happens in real life. I think what happens is if you win a really big prize, they will come and get you and take you to claim your money, right? Or something. It, it really just depends on, on the various casinos. So what I would do 
mainly because I'm not a very good source of information about this, what I would do is I would research thoroughly whatever casino you're planning to go to, read the reviews. Some of them might be kind of grumpy. People get grumpy about things like, well, they didn't have a mint on my pillow here. Okay, calm down. Because <laughs> some casinos are like hotels as well, right? And that can be a fun experience. I've stayed in Vegas before a few times. And I think the city's kind of gross, not in a moral judgment sort of way, but it's dirty. I, the last time I was in Vegas, I walked around and looked and I'm like, oh, the trash everywhere. It's almost as bad as Salt Lake is right now. The, I've never lived in a place that has more litter than Salt Lake City. My ex-husband said that too. He moved here from another state and he's like, ew, dude. <laughs> right? It's pretty gross. I don't know why we have such a litter problem, but we do. So anyway, so that's the thing with the casino. Now, those are the slot machines. There are other games you can play. You can do blackjack. You can do poker. There's the roulette wheel thing. I don't know exactly what that's called, but there are certain rules for each of those games. I can't go into that here. It would take forever. And also, I don't know all the rules, so I don't want to disappoint you. So what I would do is if you want to experience one of those machines, you can look online, read about the casino you're going to go to, right, and figure out what they have, kind of like how you plan a theme park trip before you go, right? Figure out what they have, read about the rules, okay? And or take someone with you who knows these ropes. That can always be a good thing too, okay? So in general though, as I said, casinos, they can be really nice and beautiful. Some are really dingy and gross though. Pick a good one for your first experience if you wanna try the casinos, okay? And be aware that as I said before, a lot of times when you walk in, that cloud of smoke is gonna hit you. People are drinking alcohol all around. It can be jarring for an ex-Mormon, okay? Some casinos are not like that. So there again, do your research. But if you are still new to being an ex-Mormon, that could be extremely jarring for you. It may trigger feelings of guilt. I'm not saying don't go. What I'm saying is you may need to be prepared for this. It may trigger feelings of guilt. It may trigger feelings of shame. It may trigger a response that you would not even expect. Something like, I shouldn't be here with all these heathens. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is everything they said it would be. I left the church and now I'm a complete sinner. I'm a loser. I'm going to end up just like these people sitting here. Your brain might go through this process. You'll see some people not very well dressed. It happens. Some are dressed to the nines. Some people make the casino an event, but some people are really frumpy in a casino. I mean, they look like they just walked off the street. There's no judgment on that. I don't care how people dress. I'm dressed like a frump, right? I'm in my lounge clothes at home. But it can be jarring for an ex-Mormon, specifically, because we're taught that this is like a brick in the road to hell, okay? And the brain naturally thinks, oh no, now that's gonna be me, I'm becoming that. That's something you'll need to watch out for. And if you feel like it's gonna be too overwhelming, maybe start with a gas station slot machine, okay? Um, or don't gamble at all, you don't have to, or choose one of the other forms of gambling. Let's talk about lottery tickets, okay? These are, you, you buy these at your local 
store or gas station, okay? And sometimes they have them in machines. Most of the time you go up to the counter and you ask the teller, the worker there, hey, I guess it's not a teller, that's a bank. The, the worker, the gas station worker or the grocery store worker, right? You say, I would like to buy, this is a customer service most of the time. I would like to buy a lottery ticket, right? And they'll say, okay, um, how much do you wanna spend? Here, pick your numbers, this and that. They'll really kind of guide you through the process unless you get a really grumpy one, okay? And I would also set a limit here, okay? Now, once you know, once you know that you're not really addicted to gambling, you can be a little more free with your limits. I'm not because I don't want to lose all my money in the machines, right? <laughs> um, but you can be. Like, say you have a thousand extra dollars and you want to go and gamble. That's fine. People do that. That's fun for them. It's, it's an event. But don't go into it thinking, this is my life-saving strategy. I'm going to win a whole bunch of money. You probably won't. Okay? You might, but you probably won't, even with the lottery. Even with the lottery, you guys, some people win small amounts. Okay? It's very rare to hit the jackpot. They pay for these with tax money, and then they pay for them with the money that you put into the lottery. If they gave everyone a jackpot, they wouldn't have any money left to give. Okay, they make a lot of money on this. If you take a million dollars and put it in a bank, in, a, in a, a CD or something, and you get interest on that for one year, that's a lot of money. Okay, if a million people, which is nothing, is a drop in the bucket. In the United States, a million people, that's nothing. Okay. Everyone gives you a dollar, you have that million dollars to invest, right? These companies make a lot of money from people buying their stuff and from, they make a lot of money, okay? So don't think that they're in it for you. I know I keep repeating that, but really, they're not here for you. They don't care if you win or not. They want you to win a little bit so you keep coming back. Right, And then, of course, every now and again, the big jackpot is a really good thing. They want that to happen to one person out of 20 million or more. D did you take statistics in school? Do those odds. <sighs> okay? Very slim. All right? But it might be a fun thing for you to do. You might enjoy it. All right? Just don't get addicted to it and you'll be fine. Or if you are... I shouldn't say don't get addicted to it. It's not like you choose to be addicted to something. If you are predisposed to being addicted, don't do it. Not that fun. Okay? Anyway, long story short, with the lottery tickets, you then wait until they call the numbers on the television. And you'll have to tune in on that day or you can check it out later. Um, they'll, they'll print the numbers, usually online. You can look on their website. Sometimes, I think they used to print it in the newspaper. I'm not sure if they still do. Print newspapers are kind of dying, so that might not even be a thing. I don't know how they call the numbers now. You'll have to research that. Sorry, as I said, I've never really bought a lottery ticket. I've seen people do it. I've never done it. Not my thing. So, but then you would call in or take it over and redeem your prize. I think you call in for lottery tickets. Okay. All right. So that's basically it for gambling. All right. Um, another form of gambling is with your friends in your own home. You can do poker, you can do blackjack, right? You can buy chips that act as money. It depends on how much you get into gambling, right? Or you guys can just like throw money on the table. There again, I would set a limit. 
would set a limit for any, uh, just to be courteous to any of your friends also who might have a problem with gambling, you might wanna ask if that's gonna be an activity that they're okay with before they come to your house. I wouldn't invite someone over to have booze if I knew they had a problem with alcohol because that's just rude. <laughs> it's just rude. There shouldn't be this attitude there like, well, if he can't handle himself, he shouldn't come over. Is that your friend or is that not your friend? Come on, you know, don't be a jerk. Right, don't be a jerk just to prove your point. That's what I say. Okay, so if I know that someone has trouble with gambling, we're not going to be playing poker. Right? That's not something we're going to do. But if your friends don't have trouble with gambling, hey, maybe if they do, play Bunko. I don't know. That's kind of gambling too. People gamble on Bunko. Anyway, people gamble on lots of card games. Bridge and all, all sorts of card games. Okay. Card games can be really fun. I know a man who makes his living. He's made his living for years teaching bridge. He's really, 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 really good at it. Makes a lot of money. People fly him out to places so that he can teach them. It's kind of cool, right? So if you get really good at this, I'm not saying you can't make money here. I'm just saying you're not likely to make money at the casino, <laughs> okay? But people do, so all right, I'm done. I keep repeating myself. My kid says that, mom, you just repeat yourself over and over. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, you can do this in your own home. You can set up a gambling night. Say, hey, everybody bring 20 bucks in quarters or something like that. Or as a host or hostess, you can have that money set aside and everyone walks in, you hand them $10 of quarters. Okay, here we go. We're gonna have fun, right? That can be a fun thing to do. The point I wanna get across here is that gambling in and of itself is not inherently bad. I don't understand the LDS prohibition against gambling. Because yes, while it can be addictive for some, and while it is technically kind of like a tank for your money, as long as you're capable of being a mature adult, and as long as you can set limits on yourself, I don't see the problem in having a card game or buying a scratcher ticket or uh, the scratcher tickets, long lost cousin, those peel off ticket things. Those are very rare. I've only found them ever in one place. It's called a white bird, Idaho. White bird. It's a little gas station. They have this little owl gas station. And it's a cute little place. I have a fun story about that place. I hated it the first time I went there, but there's a whole story behind it. Not because of the place, but because our car broke down. <laughs> anyway, but it actually really is a cute little place in Whitebird. It's a little gas station. They had decorated with all these owls and they have these little peel tickets. You buy them out of the machine and you peel back the paper and it shows you the pattern. Those are kind of fun. Anyway, okay. So that's, that's going to be it for now, I think. If you're underage, don't gamble. Don't think that there's nothing, here again, don't break the law. I'll always say that to you. It doesn't matter if you're like, yeah, but I've been deprived my whole life and now I wanna go. Most places won't even let you gamble, but don't try and talk people into buying lotto tickets for you or buying scratcher tickets for you. That's what I say. That's my mom judgment on that. So yeah, don't gamble if you're underage. Otherwise, I say give it a try if you're not gonna be addicted to it, go have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. And I will see you guys in the next video.